listening to Girl Talk, a podcast for girls hosted by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Girls are go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. As the premier leadership organization for girls, Girl Scouts sets the standard. Girl Scouts is the girl expert, and in a world full of challenges, we're in Girl's Corner. What we see on TV, movies, ads, YouTube, what we read online and in books or graphic novels, and what we hear on podcasts or on radio can have such a huge effect on us that we might not even realize. We're all watching and reading and listening to this stuff all the time. How is it really affecting how we feel about ourselves and how we see the world? To break it down, we'd like to talk a little bit about media definitions and purposes, because I know Hannah... Yeah. How many times do you hear certain words and you're just like, oh, do I know what they mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I know what that word means. I'm uh, assume based on context. Yes. <laughs> Can you read the full sentence? Uh, <laughs> so to, the way that we're referencing media in this episode is talking a bit about, about media as any tool or vehicle for communicating and presenting information. We're doing some media right now. <laughs> we're making media right now. Shayna, we are. Girls in the media. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. I'm so into it right now. I didn't even think about that. I don't yeah. know why. We are girls in the media. <laughs> All right. Scrap the logo. <laughs> it's no longer girls talk. It is girls in the media. <laughs> so we're thinking about girls in the media, right? So like yeah. Hannah and I both grew up in the 90s and- Ooh. Yeah, 90s babies all day. And we um, have things that we've been exposed to as a kid that really impacted and um, connected to our experience as girls growing up. Mm. So let's think about this, Hannah. As a girl growing up, what are ex- what are examples of things that you experienced through movies, books, things that you saw that really kind of stuck with you or impacted you? Yeah, okay, I've got like the, when I think about this question, like I have like the story about it because it, it continues on to this day, okay? Um, so when I was growing up, I was obsessed, like obsessed.com with Star Wars. (laughs) Um, so I got introduced to it when I was like in late elementary school by my dad. And then I was just completely obsessed with it. And in like the prequel episodes, like, or like episode, what is referred to as episode one, two, and three, particularly in episode two, there's like a girl alien Jedi who's like in the background of some of the shots. Um, and I was obsessed with her. Her name is Shakti. Um, <laughs> and she's the only, there's not very many female Jedi represented at all in, in any of the older movies. Right. I haven't seen a lot of them, but I don't remember that being like a big no, selling it's, point. It's mostly dudes. It's all about the dudes yeah. on the Jedi side of things um, in the older movies. So I was just like completely obsessed with her and I like made my own Jedi costume so that I could be a Jedi. All this stuff like got like the super intense lightsaber that's like chrome plated. Yeah, you were obsessed. You were messing around, Hannah. <laughs> no, I was serious. You were taking names. I went trick or treating in that costume once, and someone asked me if I was Friar John. No, and I was like, I have a purple lightsaber right now. <laughs> anyway, it was I was very offended. I think it was because I was with like he um like a friend's like little brother, and he was dressed up as Peter Pan, so maybe it looked like a Robin Hood Friar John thing. But I was like, does Friar? I literally asked this old man. <laughs> I, I asked this old man. I was like, does Friar John have a purple sword? 
like, like let me let me turn the table a little bit. <laughs> let me let me ask you something. Get get it together. It's guys. all process. Friar Tuck, Idell just passed me a note, our producer, <laughs> that it's actually Friar Tuck. The, oh, it's Little John and Friar Tuck. Oh my goodness, when you said Little John, I wanted to say and the Eastside Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so <Okay>. bad. Um, <laughs> so I was like completely obsessed with Star Wars, and I just really, really, really wanted a girl Jedi. Like yeah. that felt so important to me. Yeah, because Jedi's are really significant to the story. Yeah, they're they're the most significant part of the story I feel like and so I I really was attached to that idea and I didn't see it so I had to sort of create it on my own um but then now we know um that the, the new movies are coming out and there's a character I won't like do a ton of spoilers if people haven't seen it but there's a character in the new movies who's a girl who holds a lightsaber and fights with a lightsaber and when I saw that in the theaters, I cried. <laughs> yeah, it's power- It's yeah. like you love the franchise and now it loves you back. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Anna. it yes. happened. It happened. That's, Anna. that's exactly what it is. Because you enjoyed the stories, but you wanted them because women make great stories and they're a part of history. And they just yeah. weren't highlighting that at first. And I think like when I think about especially sci-fi. Yeah. It's about like pressing the boundaries and like really exploring the universe yeah. and the idea that the universe is full of dudes yeah. just is like, it just feels wrong. And it's inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's just been so exciting to see the new Star Wars movies in like fold in women, not just Ray, but also other women and girls too yeah. as being important characters. And it feels like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love what you said about, I love the, the franchise and now it loves me back. That's exactly how it feels. Yeah, and totally. It's just been really exciting to see that shift. I never thought there would be more movies when I was growing up. So when it happened and when there was a girl at the center of it, I was so excited. And yeah. Hannah, that's so significant because you're like, man, this is so great. But you didn't know the story was going to continue. I had no idea. Yeah. All of us, I think most of us thought this was the end of it. Like after yeah. the, the prequel movies were so bad <laughs> and, and people really hated them. We were kind of all thinking like, OK, Star Wars is done now. Like we'll have our little conferences and fan culture. But like there's not going to be any more movies. They had to pull out their secret weapon. Yeah. The women. Exactly. It revitalized <laughs> and saved them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. So it's just it's been really exciting to watch that and I know there's like mixed feelings about those movies and like how they're different from the other ones but for me it's just been really positive to see my like kind of lifelong dream come yeah. true <laughs> yeah so now when you dress up for Halloween they're gonna be like oh yeah I know what's going yeah, on yeah exactly I'm not Friar John anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're right though oh my gosh some nerds are gonna be like correcting me like uh yeah. actually That's it's... Really good point. so thank you Adele I know. I was like, I, I only got your back. That's all. I, I'm, I'm here to. I'm here to help. So, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, oh no, not, no, no. I'm not a nerd. At all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I just told you a, a very intense story about Star Wars, so I think it's clear. Well, I'm a nerd. <laughs> my my story does not paint me as a nerd, even though I wish I can have that honorable badge. <laughs> I do. Like, hey, ain't nothing wrong. That means that you explore. And you have these really cool stories, and you mm. you connect to really cool literature. Um. I my story paints me more as a punk kid and as Aww, a metalhead. Yeah. So growing up, I was really into the hardcore scene. Like <laughs> I was really into it, the screamo, all of that. Because I thought the music, uh, on the surface, it feels like what is this? It sounds like 
disorienting and odd. Yeah. But once you get into the riffs and like the so when I was younger, I used to go to a lot of punk shows, yeah. a lot of like a lot of screamo shows, a lot of hardcore metal shows um, in high school. And it was a really big thing how me and my friends would hang out. Yeah. And I was into that music. And especially when you learn the lyrics at first, they, you know, you're singing along and other people are like, wait, what are they saying? You feel so cool because you're like in the <laughs> club, you know it. But the music is actually really good. If you think about um, I'm still kind of I dabble a little bit from time to time, you know. Yeah. But a lot of hardcore music actually has really cool uh, lyrics. It's a really. Messages. Yeah. Yeah. And also like it's it's really exercising skill with your vocals and it works really collaboratively with the instruments. Dude, like Shana, the almost. I've never thought about this type of music this way <laughs> we should we should check it out yeah. sometime but like I've, we'll go together it's all good but when i was younger i was like man i'm really into this and when i grew up singing too i love choir i love like i love music and um i'm like man this this is kind of crazy because every time i go to uh metal shows it's not it's always like the guys like rocking out and girls are welcome to come like it was yeah, right. but um when flyleaf came out when i was in high mm-hmm. school they're a metal band and the lead singer is a girl yeah and i mean they're killing it they <laughs> she is a small girl yeah very short very small girl and she had the lungs of a giant and she would <laughs> scream it out and people adored Flyleaf like especially yeah. people in my circles and that meant so much to me because I'm like girls are holding it down like yeah. this isn't just a boy scene of like like music is is expansive to everybody yeah. and it isn't just like boys only have the capability to do that like their voices are the only ones who can exercise that right. kind of range and skill so when um um when I so I'm so sad that I can't remember her name right now the I think the lead singer from Flyleaf. Uh, there's actually a new one now. She's no longer a screamo singer. She's yeah. more like um, she's more like a she's more gentle and more traditional. Yeah, maybe but, there's man. a point where maybe you might lose your voice. <laughs> and she used to have like she used to have videos where she teach you how to do it in Ooh. a delicate way. Um, and it was a really big deal for her, and she was she really uh changed the industry. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciated that, and that was significant growing up because I really enjoyed that music, and then I really got into Flyleaf, and I'm yeah. like. All the riffs, all the melody, all the collaboration of the vocals and the range is there. Yeah. Just with this awesome, like, tough, amazing woman, like, leading the charge. Yeah. I'm curious about something going going to those concerts. Um, did you find that there were other black girls no. at those concerts and venues? Like, did you see yourself in the audience? No, it wasn't a lot of POC folk um, and a lot of black people at uh, at those concerts. Not at all. Um, it was actually a novelty and like uh, interesting like conversation. Anytime you saw one, and uh, <laughs> you were like, <gasps> like, hey, connection, yeah, what's right. going on? And th- and there would be a lot of talking too. Like, hey, what's yeah. going on, man? Um, <laughs> it, her name was Lacey, Lacey mm-hmm. uh, Sturm. And uh, the new lead singer uh, is uh, Kristen May. She's cool, too. Her voice yeah. is really pretty. But, no, I didn't see a lot of kids of color. But um, And sometimes, you know, as a kid of color, like, going to those scenes, like, they, they would say, like, it's mainly for, like, other kids, like, uh, gr- kids who are white. But yeah. um, I think that music expands, and, and it's almost, uh, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't limit. Like, I enjoy music that really connects to me and my culture, but also I very much so, like, because I also love the singing element. I love the way yeah. the instruments, like, have different parts and they're like interconnected. So I think it's more beyond that. But yeah, it, it did feel kind of odd, but I never felt pushed out, which is good. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't like being in spaces where I don't feel welcome. Right. And yeah. thankfully I didn't get that vibe. But I would have loved to see more people check it out. And I had yeah. friends of color who we went together. So that was you really cool. You introduced to them. Or, or, or they yeah. introduced to me and, yeah. and we connected with each other. And when we were there, we just felt like 
Like, we're enjoying it. It wasn't yeah. like this, like, novelty thing. That's awesome. So how do Hannah, considering, like, the impact of media, how does what we see on TV, movies, ads, online, um, how does it perpetuate stereotypes for when it comes to girls and women? Yeah. I think for me, like, an example of maybe something a little bit more negative is um, I was always, I guess, sort of by media standards, like a chubbier kid, yeah. um, which I own now, and I'm totally cool with it. Um, but I think as a kid, it was hard that all the media I watched or everything I saw, ads or anything, like was a lot of skinny girls. And so I didn't feel like I could connect to that or I felt like an outsider, basically. Like yeah. my condition felt unusual, yeah. even though it's not really at all. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it can really impact that piece of your self-identity. You can feel like an outsider when you're not actually one, when you're not being represented in media. Um, and another thing that's sort of, I think, like a stereotype that I noticed, too, like um, was like in careers and like the things that women do on TV, um, you, you're not, if you don't see that representation, you might not consider it as like a possibility for you. So like for me, there weren't a lot of female scientists on TV. Yeah. And, and that's think, a really significant thing you had. Like science yeah. means a lot to you. It's like a oh, part yeah. of your job. Yeah. So then not seeing like those opportunities in careers, that seems very limited. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I think it can limit, I think, the, the stuff we see on TV, the media, it can limit your scope of what you think that you can do. You right. know what I mean? Like, like I think what we see around us really impacts what we feel we're capable of. And right. I, I think a lot of times, like, for example, um, teaching is an awesome profession. And I'm basically a teacher myself, um, just an, an informal teacher. Um, but I think a lot of girls think, like, I want to be a teacher when I grow up because all their teachers are, are women. Yep. Um, and so, like, that kind of wh whatever is around you can really influence right. what you want to be when you grow up. So seeing that representation, the positive representation of, like, you know, not not some not skinny girls, some chubby girls like me or some girls who are doing science, like, would have been, like, really impactful, I think. Yeah, media seems like it, it helps us to see options or it, it makes mm -hmm. us think that we see options. Yeah. Subtextually or like subconsciously or directly. There's a phrase, I don't know who started it, but uh, the phrase sort of, um, if you can't see it, you can't be it. Hmm. Um, so that idea that like, unless you've seen that as a possibility, then it might not feel like a possibility to you. Right. Or you might not even know about it. You know, you need to see it to really feel make it feel like a possibility sometimes when i think about the media like considering how it impacts a girl's body image and self-esteem like sometimes we see media in these expectations that are not achievable like yeah. a photoshop is used a ton yeah. and that's not fair and also that's not glamorizing how girls are naturally yeah you're saying you right. have to aspire to be something that's not you or that's not even human yeah, um, yeah and that's why I've been, <laughs> i there's like some there's mixed results from social media but one of the things it has done is sort of um uh what's the word for it it's it's taking away some gatekeepers on yeah. what kind of content is available to people yeah. and so while there is a big contingency of social media that uses the same sort of stereotypes and maybe photoshops or uses a lot of filters and makes people feel bad about themselves there's also able to be this whole other subset of 
media like on youtube and things like that and tumblr and blogs yeah. that talk about self-care and yeah and, and how you body don't have positivity to... and yeah. so i think like the fact that it's sort of democratized media like yeah. it's it's a anyone can participate and make content that is available to anyone to see like on youtube yep that can have a really positive effect because you can see like one of the things i was thinking about when we were playing this episode is that one of the most popular YouTubers on YouTube is Lily Singh. Um, and she's an uh, Indian-American woman. Um, and I think that's really rare in traditional media. Yeah. But on YouTube, it's like no big, kind of no big deal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like everyone knows about obviously her. Obviously, she faces hardships for that. But, but at the same time, she was able to gain that success right. on a platform because it was so... It took away those barriers. Right. Yeah. Social media, it's a, it's an awesome vehicle, but we have to just be aware that if we seek too much peer validation from it um, and not understanding that our self-worth doesn't just come from how people respond or how yeah. people react, um, but just using it to entertain and connect, not right. um, to, validate. In, to validate. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think I, I even struggle with that. So yeah, and everybody does, right? Like, because right, it's just like it I just... posted a picture of my puppy, like it now, like... <laughs> <laughs> or like selfies and stuff. Like yeah. it can get kind of in- intense or whatever. Right. So I think like, yeah, thinking of it as a way to entertain and connect and not to validate is that's a really good kind of takeaway. Totally. Um, and sometimes it's unfortunate self-worth can be tied so much to how people perceive us. Yeah. Like, for example, magazines, w- women and girls are heavily a part of magazines, but it's mainly um, focusing on topics like appearance, dating and fashion. But girls also are interested in school and sports. Yeah. Why do they heavily kind of concentrate on those mm-hmm. ideas? And that makes it seem like girls aren't really dimensional like right it's, it's, yeah it, it really like it limits the scope of like what girls are i don't know maybe you felt differently but i think when we were growing up there was sort of a push to have girls and women in media but oftentimes they were portrayed basically in like stereotypically masculine ways like um we want female action stars mm-hmm. and they're doing all the action fighting violence guns yeah. things that the dudes are doing but they're also doing it in heels. Woo-hoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Or like even in video games, like I yeah. think about that sort of trope. Trying to merge the worlds and in a it way. It feels like to me that we're sort of moving away from that. I'm excited about a world in which we have media for girls and women where the focus can be on really showing the dim- like the dimensions yeah. that girls and women can be and yeah. not just like here's some women acting like what we expect men to act like yeah. in movies. Do you know what I mean? Like here's some women coming from a position of strength that is distinctly feminine. Yeah, so you know exactly. I mean? And plus we need to see more women in movies. Yeah. Um and and also having roles that are multi like dimensional and and being the problem solvers, not and and being the ones um who are leading the group and some and, and the and, villains. And the villains, yes. <laughs> and uh studies will show us like that's not often the case. Like often yeah. men get those roles. But something that's kind of fun and as a way to continue to break these molds is when there is at least one writer that is a woman, the number of w- female characters rises from 30 to 40% what? while on TV. And it gets even better um, if it's in movies. What? Yeah, which is pretty cool. So it's, you guys need, like, uh, I think women in the, because we can't have stories about us without us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Yo, yes. Yes. And we need women in the story, in the, in the, 
in the writer's room and to be respe- represented and to have their voices heard so they can tell accurate depictions of women and tell yeah. their stories. Not all women are monoculture. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all different, but tell more of the stories and don't have them, um, even if it's best intent, but don't have them be misrepresented by the filter that men can see women in. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's girls listening right now that would be interested in things like writing or even being on YouTube or producing their own content or things like that. And it would do it, like do it. It would be so exciting to have more women in those spaces. And yeah, it'd probably be difficult. It's getting, it's hard to work in those areas, but I think also it can be really rewarding. And if that's your passion, like go for it because I'm over here, me and Shane are over here and we're excited to see more stuff (laughs) with, um, girl representation that's really positive and stuff. And I mean, like, I watch some some content that's, like, meant for kids yeah. still because, sure. <laughs> like, Steven Universe, I'm obsessed yeah, with. No, I think and- <laughs> that those things really expand. Like, um, Adventure Time and, like, yeah. um, uh, I, I've been checking out, uh, ooh, I'm black, I'm black, but I think those things are really, like, um, are really versatile and yeah. a lot of people really enjoy it. Like in Steven Universe too, I think women also have the opportunity to write men and boys mm-hmm. in a way that's more diverse and yes. positive right. too. And that like helps everybody feel better about everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because males Steven- can't live up to toxic uh, <laughs> masculinity and yeah. also being okay about um, fragility. And I feel yeah. like there's these inappropriate standards you're supposed to adhere to that isn't like, connection or that isn't emotional yeah because like something i love about steven universe is um created by a woman rebecca sugar and uh the main character is a boy steven he's one of the main characters um but he's really vulnerable and his greatest strength is his emotional connections with others yeah um so i think like i think having a woman on that team can also empower the men on the writers group to think about vulnerability too and his dad's I mean? very vulnerable too yeah and and very empathetic and, yeah. and very connected to him yeah and then he has these three amazing connect what is it amethyst pearl amethyst, pearl and garnet and garnet <laughs> you know and they are so powerful and, yeah. and really and different different exactly yeah. they all have this versatility um and it shows the diversity that girls can have as well yeah love it love that show <laughs> I bet I'm hoping that there are listeners who also love that show. If you haven't watched Steven Universe, go watch Steven Universe. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like so pure. Whenever I watch it, I feel like my pores have been cleansed. Yeah. (laughs) I love the songs in it, too. It's really pretty. Yeah, they got good songs, too. Jeez, it's such a great show. And so some next steps that can really help us for a positive media absorption and positive connection to media that we see. Checking out content created by women, directors, artists, producers, choreographers, as Hannah highlighted, because you get to really hear expanded stories or see it from the perspective of a woman, which is awesome. You can also analyze some of your favorite media and consider what are the messages that they are presenting about women? Are they helpful? Are they harmful? Are women at the table? Are they inclusive? And another thing that I really like to do, and Hannah and I have talked about this as well, with the girls and women in our life, we try to compliment them and connect their strengths and their assets beyond just their appearance. Because like we're mm-hmm. talking about in social media, so many things are emphasized by our appearance and our self-worth is sometimes unfortunately linked to it and associated with it. But using other ways to connect and, and, um, and affirm your family and compliment them, like you're so brave or you're so funny, or I like when you're around, or man, you're really creative outgoing, so that they see themselves as like um 
more expansive beings beyond just their appearance. You're so well spoken, Shayna. Oh, <laughs> Anna, you're so awesome. Kashing, I did it totally. Yeah. So Idell is going to come in and do our classic end of the episode segment where we discuss hotly a would you rather question. All right, here it Let's is. Do it. Or would you rather question of the day? Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted? Okay. Or in the real world? Like, think about that. This think about it deeply. Stuff. <laughs> it, it really came to me uh, pretty quickly. I think virtual reality is so much fun. You have all these really cool experiences that really, like, are jarring on your sensations. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are, like, jarring sensations that really, like... Like, I was a, I did a virtual reality game once at the mall that was so much fun where I was standing on a plank mm. and I had to get a cat. <laughs> and so it felt like I was, <laughs> it felt like I was on a really t- tall skyscraper. So if you fall, that you feel terrifying. really over. Yes. Oh. It was so much fun. Yeah. And there's one that's hang gliding. I, I thought it was love... really fun to watch you do from the outside. Oh, yeah. Where um, you're like you tightrope walking. <laughs> oh, the, the people I was with faces were red when I removed the goggles. Uh-huh. I was just like, that's not cool. Um, but yeah, like there's so many fun games. I love the horror games, too, because they're really scary. And like the technology and the imagery is so cool. But I love uh like getting outside and nature and like my friends and like i love going out to eat i virtual reality is awesome but i can't give it up for like fall we were just talking about fall earlier today like i need my real thing yeah no question Mm. okay hannah what do you think um so this one yeah man this is tough okay so i i used to be full-on like Speaking of full-on obsessions, I used to be full-on obsessed with World of Warcraft. Like, mm-hmm. played it constantly. It was my life kind of thing. And and I had to wean myself off of it so that I could be a more well-rounded person. <laughs> um, <laughs> a present human being. Yeah, just a present person who, like, succeeded in college and graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, it's t- I think it's like, yes, I think ultimately the answer is real world. Um, because the tough stuff is what makes you stronger and what makes like your response to it is what makes your life full, I guess. Yeah. And you build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there would be moments in my life where I'm not feeling like I'm, I'm like, I'm vibing off you guys. We're having a great time. There Mm -hmm. are low moments in my life where I could see myself being like, oh, virtual reality all the way. Let me escape. Yeah the torments of my mind and right. go into this <laughs> separate place. Like in retrospect, you hear, and yeah. this is like, what did I say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I chose what? Yeah. Real I, life? I, I, I'm back. feeling, yeah. Like if I'm, I'm, I'm hit with a real wall and I'm feeling real low and I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, no, Hannah, don't be stupid. This is the wrong choice. Pick, <laughs> pick virtual reality. <laughs> it makes me think of like when I'm at a buffet and I'm like, oh, I can't finish it. And then later yeah. on, like after a long day, you're hungry. You're like, yeah, you're like man, I wish I would have ate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one who gets those thoughts, but I have no, many I've thought times. of that. Yes, yeah. I've thought that. Because sometimes I think about like how happy my dog is because he doesn't know. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't know anything. Yeah. He has he's no just, idea. He's living his life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about 
any kind of the bills. like humanity struggles, bills, yeah. stresses. And all they th- also don't know about mortality. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, they do not. Yeah. They don't know about dogs anything. Just, dogs just be chilling. Like, yeah. my dog is so well cared for. We're obsessed with him. He just, like, gets to sleep all day and, like, eat treats. So yeah. I, sometimes I think, like, oh, would I switch with a dog? And it's like, heck, yeah, I would. Like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even know yeah. any better. Once yeah. you were there, he'd be like, Mm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hannah, what so. she said is so significant too. Like, there. How many times have you guys like fought with a friend and it's awkward and you don't you feel down, but then you guys move on and you guys are stronger. Like, yeah. I know some points mm-hmm. in life get hard, but feeling that advancement and like, uh, like feeling like really in tune or like to like the world around you and the and the friends and the connections that you have even through the midst of it later you look back on it and you're like all right i built from that or that shaped me in yeah some yeah i think like way. i think that the it's really hard when things are negative um but if you had everything handed to you like you would in this virtual reality situation mm-hmm. i think that would shape you as a person and you might not be as good of person yeah Yeah. well and i feel like like if you were unless you were born in virtual virtual reality like you know like the matrix style kind of like where they don't know that they're in it like (laughs) i'm guessing in this scenario we would know like we're choosing and we're stepping into this like yeah conscious that's that's what i've been thinking but yeah so like what shana was saying i think you would know that every interaction with every person is totally fake like, it would be totally perfect, and nothing would ever go wrong, but yeah. you'd never feel like you actually had a connection with anybody. Yeah. Relationships are about trust yeah. and longevity and being built, and not mm-hmm. just dating. Mm-hmm. Friendships, family, mm-hmm. um, and just, it's really building off of each other. That's why, like, with your siblings, even if you fight, like, but you guys still, like, if anyone talks about your sibling, you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, like that's that's my that's my punchy bag, not yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh-huh. I mean, ho- sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to. But um, I'm an only child, so yeah. Oh yeah, Hannah, you I, are. You don't know. I have I have no punching bags. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd have to pick real world too, because it it just virtual reality. I always wanted. Okay, so I used to really like Star Trek: The Next Generation. I watched it with my dad every night. And they get to go in this like hologram world on the holodeck and they just create this world. And it was always the one thing that I wished more than anything that I could do because you could just go in there and like live in this world. But it was for like recreation, like you could go do whatever you wanted for this like four hour story. And I think that would be the perfect balance where like you're living real life, but you also get to like go ride horses in 1910 you know for like own a dragon or own a dragon (laughs) or do whatever you want fly the millennium like the millennium falcon or ride your bike down a gigantic mountain in alaska like you could do whatever you want Oh, so you and then go back to Alaska. real life. I know. I've yeah, brought it all back. I've brought it all together. I know Shane. Shane to Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> She's not been. She's only seen documentaries. Uh-huh. But she loves Alaska. Loves Alaska. <laughs> like looked up hours of like pictures. No, Hashtag but I'll go. Get Shana to Alaska. <laughs> Hashtag get well, Shana so to virtual Alaska. reality, you could do all kinds of stuff 
in virtual Alaska with no like consequences of possibly breaking your body or being eaten by a bear. I was going to say, or being mauled by a bear. Yeah. That would not break <laughs> Grizzlies stride. Grizzlies are for real. Yeah. It, it would yeah. not break stride if it, if it like jumped no. me. No. Um, and also virtual reality in Alaska will hold me over until I get there. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this was a good one. Thanks guys. And we all uh, agreed. We all agreed. What do you think? Yeah, what do you we think? We want to know. We want to know what the listeners think. Well, yeah. we are going to know. We want you all to, to do this yourselves. Yeah, try it yourselves. And mm-hmm. we are going to know what somebody thinks in our next segment, Girls Pick. Hi, my name is Sahana, and I am a Girl Scout ambassador. I'm also a part of the Girl Leadership Board um, from the Girl Scout River Rallies. So today for Girl Talk, I really just want to talk about a movie that I love called Hidden Figures. It's a movie about three African-American women who were monumental and so, so vital to the first manned space flights from NASA. But yet they weren't ever really discussed or they weren't ever really given the the praise that they should have for their contributions. And that's why I think this movie is so, so important because it really does bring light to how so many women, um, specifically women of color in the STEM fields, are often not recognized for what they do. Essentially, Hidden Figures is like my favorite movie of all time. It is so, so good. Um, And it really holds a really, really strong message. So thank you for listening. Girl Talk is brought to you by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Our hosts are Shayna Woods and Hannah Gilbert. The show is produced by Adele Erickson with audio editing by McAllister Grant. For more about the podcast and our team, go to girltalk.girlscoutsrv.org. See you next time.